Hello there and welcome to the Seven Nation podcast here on yourprepsports.com. I'm Rob Howe joined by Ryan Merkin from Your Prep Sport. It is Wednesday, February the 7th, about 10.15 a.m. Central Time. It's a very, very, very busy time of year. We're going to go over uh, some topics and, and some sports on this podcast, but please, yourprepsports.com, visit the site. You'll get much more in-depth uh, coverage and information there than we can give you in a half-hour, 45-minute podcast, so um, would love to direct you there, Ryan. Um, a lot going on. We talked. We talked about before we were recording. We both have youth sports with our kids, and then also uh, we're coming down the home stretch for high school athletics too. So a lot of stuff going on right now. Yeah, I I say this a lot, Rob, but I I really do think this is this stretch of February is one of the busiest times. Like maybe not the most going on. There's more sports in the spring, et cetera, et cetera. But just as far as like you know. State wrestling now is four days, like the the traditional tournament. So that's a big chunk of, you know, being gone and doing that. And then and, um, all the teams in the basketball postseason, and those are different nights as far as like, you know, 1A yeah. and 2A and 3A and 4A boys, and then the girls with five classes. And it just – it feels like this year there's something from about – there's a little break here, um, you know, where some teams, you know, 3A girls and, and – some of those teams had their final regular season basketball game last night. So they have a tiny break at the end of this week where not those teams don't play until Saturday. I think the three, a bracket still in place. So, you know, there's, there's not wrestling on Thursday this week, obviously before districts this weekend. So there's a little bit of a break, a few nights this week um, where there's not a bunch of stuff going on, but then I, I feel like from this Friday, there's still regular season boys games, et cetera, till about the March 1st, there's something every night except for Sundays. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it is, it's always right around the Super Bowl. Um, with since the Super Bowl's moved back, that it just, it starts this kind of frenzied season. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun though. These, like, I, I know I say that all the time, but you know, we talk on the podcast, you know, I write stuff all year round about, you know, where teams are at or whatever. And, and this is the kind of, this is the time of year that we kind of get to see that. We saw it last week with girls wrestling. Um, which wrapped up Rob and I were both at extreme arena and into boys wrestling this week for districts. And then next week is state and, and then uh, basketball on both sides and in state swimming's this weekend in Iowa city will be there as well. So the sports are kind of, you know, finishing off, but at the same time, there's still a ton going on. Yeah. If you missed the, the state uh, wrestling girl state wrestling tournament coverage, please again, your prep sports.com, Ryan, has everything covered there. We got a photo gallery, all that good stuff. Um, good show down there at Extreme Arena. They did another good job. I feel like that venue, whether it's volleyball, um, volleyball and girls wrestling is what I've covered, but each year they kind of get a little bit better at putting yeah. that thing together and hosting that. And this year, much better parking situation. Um, so improvements each year, and that's good to see. Yeah, they hosted the the boys dual state tournament on Saturday after girls. But we didn't have teams there. Talked to people that were there. Great experience for them. So you know the boys union had something there. And I mean, you know, far be it from Rob and I to sit here and make decisions on stuff. But it's a great venue, especially with everything that's around there now. I mean, it's like I Rob and I don't have the opportunity to do this. We've we've both done this with you stuff, I think, but. You know, when you're working, you don't have the opportunity to do this, but to have the ability to walk out of there and, and go get something to eat and, and stay right there and do all those things. Um, 
my in-laws actually stayed at a hotel down there. Uh, my daughter had basketball there a couple weekends ago and they were in town and stayed down there and could just walk to, to, you know, green state and watch her play. And so it's a great area for that. And, and as Rob said, they do a fantastic job. Um, I think this year a little bit, Rob was just people kind of understanding that, you know, the only thing is kind of the, the infrastructure in that area as far as there's, there's really one way in and one way out, or I guess, you know, two ways. And there's um, still construction going on there. Right. That doesn't help. But, but I just think this year people, I think last year people did not know what to expect. Rightfully so. First year, everybody's like, yeah, we'll get there at nine. That'll be good. Nine will be good. And then <laughs> like 95% of the people that were going got there within the same half an hour time frame. I was there earlier this year. I, I felt like a lot of other people as I got there and parked and I could get in um, because the median team entrance was open, but there was a lot of people just in their vehicles that, that I saw. And it was just very smart, right? Hey, yeah. you know, get there, get parked. Um, so yeah, they do a fantastic job. I look forward to a long, long time of, of events being there, whatever it may be. Um, Cause I think it's a great venue and a great spot. Uh, and, and the city of Corville and everybody involved really seems to embrace having that stuff. So Again, another in in the wrestling was really good. We had a couple of girls earn medals, um, which is amazing. I said this before, but I feel like across the state after watching that, more upsets, which to me, um, you know, kind of tells you that the overall wrestling is is getting better. There's more kids that are at that really high level or getting to that really high level, and that makes sense, right? I mean, the the participation numbers continue to grow up. More of these kids have done more wrestling. They've competed more. They've done more off season stuff. So it was real. it's, it honestly has been really fun to watch the evolution of that sport, even just over, you know, two or three years here, four years. Um, but I said beforehand, we had more qualifiers. A lot of our schools had more qualifiers than they had last year. A lot of our schools had more wins. We had a couple medalists, um, but we had a lot more kids winning matches, you know, we had a couple of kids within a match or two of earning the medal, which in a 32 person bracket is really hard to do. I mean, you can win three, four matches and, and not come up with a medal. So it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, and like Rob said, check out the site for all of our coverage. Yep. Uh, sport is definitely on the come up and it's going to be even fun, more fun to see how it evolves over the next few years. As Ryan said, as, as kids get into the sport earlier in their careers or, or earlier in their athletic careers, uh, let's talk some boys basketball, Ryan. We've got sub-state pairings out in 1A and 2A. It looks like Regina and West Branch are both in District 10. Is that correct? I think I had that wrong on the roundup, Rob. Okay. Um, or, I, or I left it blank. Um, West Branch is sub-state 4. Okay. They're District 7, which is, you know, District 7 and 8. Again, I, I know we make the joke about confusing, <laughs> but... I know growing up, boys basketball was one of the things I followed as my brother played and, and they were good. So that boys basketball is easy for me. There's sub states, which consist of two districts and the two district winners play. So, but, um, yeah, they're not in the same district though. They're not, they're not in the same district. They're not in the same sub state. So they will not play in the post postseason. Um, both, um, both are playing really well, Rob, but both are two seeds in their districts, which means essentially they have three games to go to state. Um, you know, they would need a win in the semifinals to get to the district final. I'm not going to break this down a ton when the, when, uh, the, we'll get to girls, but the final, you know, four and five, a pairings for girls come out today. I'll have a story where I, you know, I'm kind of my, my initial thoughts, um, on the overall, 
you know, girls' parents for all seven of our teams. It's hard to do when they release them at different times. Because <laughs> last week we get a look at the girls, but it's just West Branch, Regina, and Solon in the lower three classes. So we'll have that today, and then we'll do the same thing with boys when, when 3A and 4A is released. So I'm not going to dig deep into it now, Rob. I actually have looked at it a little bit. I'll I'll say – when West do they Branch, start, Ryan? When do the when do these when do Regina and West Branch boys get underway? They'll start. They both have buys, so they'll start on the fifteenth of February. Okay. Those quarterfinals in the districts are uh, Monday, so okay. they get going next week. Um, district finals are February twentieth, and then um, the sub-state finals, the games to go to state. Rob, I have those on my calendar. Those are those are. Um, I think they're the twenty fourth. They are. Yes. No. Yes. They are the 24th. That's a Saturday. Sorry. I was looking at my wrong calendar. Those are the 24th. So you'd play to go to go to the state tournament um, on that Saturday. But really quick, they're both two seeds. The one in West Branch's side is West Burlington. And then the one on the other side, so their possible sub-state final game to go to state, if you want to look ahead that far. The top two seeds in District 8 are Monticello and Cascade. Um, so some familiarity there for West Branch. That, and again, th- these are teams that we don't cover. It's a potential game for West Branch. But um, that District 8, the other half of their substate, is, I-, I think has the makings to be great. Obviously, Monticello is really good and highly ranked. But that is, Monticello is the one. They play the winner of Anamosa and, and Dyersville-Beckman. Cascade is the two who plays the winner of Northeast and Comanche. Northeast beat Monticello about a week ago. They play a makeup game, I think, tonight or tomorrow. So that's really interesting. I mean, those teams, those are – you. it's just all those teams that know each other really well mm-hmm. with Monticello, Anamosa, Beckman, Cascade. So I think that one has a chance to be really, really fun. Um, and then for Regina, Rob, they're, they're in an RVC bracket as well, kind of like that Monticello one a little bit. Um they would play the winner of Wilton and Durant. I should mention uh, West Branch's opener would be against the winner of Mediapolis and Van Buren, which um, if regular season tells you anything, they'll host Mediapolis on the 15th. So Regina's the two with Albernet is the one, which is really interesting. Um, the other five teams are all RVC teams. They would play the winner of Wilton and Durant and then Tipton and West Liberty winner plays at Albernet. Albert, a really interesting team. That's that's a fascinating one to me. Really, this whole sub-state is, is interesting for Regina. Um, Albert has has played a lot of 1A schools. They lost to Northland, um, which if you follow small school basketball, you know they're as good of a small school team, 1A, 2A, whatever, as there is out there. They lost to Maquoketa Valley, same story. Um, obviously, a really, really good program. Lost to Maquoketa Valley and, and Key, uh, Lansing Key, who's also ranked. But they lost to those three teams relatively early. They beat Maquoketa Valley and North Lynn back-to-back during their winning streak. They haven't lost in, I think they've won 10, 12, 14 in a row, something like that. But that's a really interesting district final. And then the other side of that of that sub-state, Rob, Pella Christian's the one, and Eddieville, um, Blakesburg, Fremont is the two. So I would anticipate Pella Christian coming out of that. They're really solid. Um, beat West Branch uh, last week at, over at West Branch by eight or ten. So Kind of gives you an idea for that. We'll have more on that. But um, initially, I mean, honestly, from where Regina and West Branch are at, you know, Regina jumped into the rankings a couple weeks ago. Both those teams are probably 15 te- top 15 teams in 2A right now. If you extend the rankings out a little bit, I would think um, they're kind of hovering around there. So I think it's a really good 
I don't know if I'd say really good. I think it's a good draw for both teams. I mean, in 2A with the number of teams, you're going to have to beat a, a good team to go to state. At least I one. Think, I mean, you're probably going to have to beat two. I mean, yeah, your district final and your sub-state final. But if you look at it for, for West Branch and, and Regina, I honestly think they'd sign up for this. I mean, West Branch knows they can play with Monticello. It's a team they have familiar. I mean, look, Monticello is really good. They're really good head coach. And, and I saw Preston Reese had 41 last night. Um, they're really, really good, but I don't think it's anything that, you know, West Branch played them early, played them well. And then Regina has a little bit more, you know, unfamiliarity with, with opponents, but I think they'd sign up for that. I, I really do. So it'd be fun to watch. That's those are two teams that I honestly think are right there, Rob. Do they, do they win district finals? Do they win sub-state finals? I don't know, but I think they're going to push somebody to the limit. It's interesting. I'm looking at the Ballon Power rankings for 2A right now. Monticello is 10, as you said. Pella Christian is 8. Um, West Branch is 19. And Regina is 20. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, you know, I thought those two might be a little bit higher to be totally, I mean, you know, but I say top 15. I mean, that they're right there. So, um, wh- What's Albernet, Rob? I'm just kind of curious. Uh, they got to be high. Uh, Albernet is Underwood is number one, and then West Burlington is two, actually. Then Western. I Kirsten. believe they're undefeated, which which I'm sure helps with that. Albernet's eighteen. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, the what gets you with them is, and, and we, we we don't have to talk about this for a long time, Rob. But what stands out with them, and again. If you're from around here and you follow this stuff, I mean Regina's I think their game this year was was snowed out, but you know, they they played they played Northland several times. If you have a win over Northland, I mean it immediately gets your attention because they don't lose. I mean you can go back to you know six, seven, eight years, how many times how many regular season losses they have. So I, I don't care if they're one A, like whatever. I mean, if you've watched them play, you know how good they are. They're good again this year, they're really well coached. They don't lose. So they beat them. You beat them in Makokita Valley in back-to-back games. I mean, gets your attention. So that's a really good game. Regina lost a couple in a row. They had that tough stretch. They lose to Solon. They lose to West Branch. They lose to Mid Prairie. Got back on track last night. Um, you know, that's a, like we've talked about. They're playing some, a lot of younger guys, first-year coach. But I think they're going to kind of spike here again, Rob, um, as well as they were playing early. Obviously beat Monticello. So I think – you know, they get a little bit of rest here where you're not playing three, four times, three, four times every, you know, week yeah. and a half. So they do play again tough. tonight. What's that? They do play again tonight. It's probably they play at Wilton tonight in that makeup <laughs> game, which yeah. again, it's, it's a good thing. Like I said, they get the bye to the 15th. So I'm sure that was part of it. The earlier you can play that game, the better. Yeah. Right? I mean, just to give yourself, so they'll play tonight and then they'll have, you know, and is it Wilton in their district? They are. They so are. they can play Wilton twice in a row. Right. And and you would you would assume that Wilton would beat Durant based again based on regular season. Yeah. So they play them tonight and then play them uh on the which is what next Thursday. Yeah. So yeah. Scout was, should be easy. Yeah. <laughs> and they've already played them. Those <laughs> those quirks of the postseason are always there's always a couple of those, right? Where you end yeah. with somebody and you get them in the postseason. So I think a couple of years ago, Solon Girls or somebody had like ended the regular season with somebody on like Friday because that three, a girls bracket is always, always starts on Saturday, which is like early um, as those three, a four, a five, a games are staggered. And I, I could be wrong, but I swear one year they start, they like 
ended their regular season with like a pushback makeup game on like Friday, Thursday, and then played them again on Saturday or something. So yeah. it's always a little interesting. You were at a good one last night, Ryan. Clear Creek, uh, buzzer beater, beat rival Williamsburg. That had to be thrilling for the Clippers. They have now won 10 in a row and won the Ma- the Wamac West. Great story, man, for the the progress they've made from last season is among yeah. the best in the state. And uh, I apologize. Ryan had put on his schedule for me to go out there and shoot that game last night. I spaced it out. It was too late. I promise I will get out to shoot Clear Creek boys at some point and write about them for um, prep hoops as well. I had kind of forgotten about this, Rob, but I, I I know that we talked last year about just, you know, it reminded me of that 2021 team they had, you know, that was finished third where those guys all played young. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably about the only, you know, it's kind of stops the comparison there, but they just took a bunch of lumps last year when those guys, I mean, cause they're still young yeah. even this year, but they took a bunch of lumps last year playing guys that, you know, on a lot of years with as good as their program has been under Brandon club, probably wouldn't be playing a ton of varsity minutes, you know, just kind of waiting your turn and being a two-year letter winner instead of a three or four. Um, and then this year it starts out, they play, you know, by design, they play West, they play Liberty. I, I had it in my story last night. They were three and four, you know, going into January, going into 2024. They lost to Mount Vernon and they haven't lost since. They've won 10 in a row. It was the, you know, I had it on our rundown last week. I sent it to you. It's like, they're hot. And and you look at their games during that stretch. They beat the two other best teams. I mean, I did not have Clear Creek Amanda winning the Womack West on my list of things to keep an eye on, you know, on January 10th or whatever. Who was the favorite, do you think? Grinnell, I think. Grinnell or Williams. Honestly, in my mind, probably Williamsburg. Yeah. Grinnell, you know, new to the, relatively new to the conference. I didn't know as much about them, but those two teams are really good. I mean, those two teams are very, very solid teams. And what, uh, Clear Creek has gone 4-0 against them in, you know, two and a half weeks or whatever it is going back with three yeah. weeks. I mean, and, and those are all close games. Uh, they beat, you know, Grinnell at home in a makeup Monday night by two or three. Great quote from Brock Hills. And after he hit the game winner last night, he's like, if I'm being honest, we've been pretty lucky these last couple games. <laughs> his, you you he, need luck too, right? You well, do. Need that's kind of what I said is, you know, because he hit Rob the shot he hit. They, I know, saw the replay. I saw it on they, they, Clear Creek posted it on Twitter. I saw it. It's good for those they, folks out out yes. there that haven't seen it. Go check it out. They're they have a sideline out of bounds because Williamsburg had a foul to give. So they there's six point nine left. Williamsburg kid steps up. They're down by one and hits two free throws. Um, so six point nine left. They're inbounded from the baseline. Williamsburg smartly has a foul to give, so they foul him at midcourt. So they're inbounding it in front of the basically right in front of the scores table at midcourt sideline out of bounds. And it's tough on those to get ahead of steam. It's really, I yeah. think those are easier to defend if you want to keep somebody from getting to the middle of the court, which obviously is what you want to do. They did a really good job of keeping Hayden Hardy to one side and he just kind of shuffled it. And it was one dribble 18 footer. I mean, I think his heels are on the, like hit the back of his feet are on the three point line. And, and it was nothing but net too, Rob. I mean, it was pure, but a contested 18 footer for the win and yeah, I mean, that's a shot you're not going to hit. It's not a super high percentage shot. But as I, you know, talked to to Brock Hillsman and Hayden Hardy and Brandon Club last night, when you, when it's going well, you kind of make your own luck. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what they did last night where they played really good defense. Um, 
Because really, Rob, in the last three minutes of that game, they had a bunch of stuff not go their way. I mean, they were seven of eight from the field in the fourth quarter, but I think they were like, you know, one of six or two of six from the three free throw line. They had op- opportunity to tie or go up one in the last minute, missed a, um, missed a pair. They had a couple balls, just one of them just kind of pinballed around off a bunch of people's shins. They had some weird plays. Um, you know, they go up by one. Hayden Hardy hits a really tough shot. They go up by one. They just need a defensive rebound probably to kind of win the game. Or, you know, I mean, you're going to be shooting free throws up by one. They couldn't get a defensive rebound. Um, but but they did really good stuff on defense. They've always been good on offense. They were good on offense last year when they won a handful of games. But they're much better on defense. They're much tougher. Uh, they're much better mentally. Uh, they're much better situationally understanding the game. And they get Brody Club back now. He was out um, with his injury from football season. Um, and, and that's really big for him, just a, a big physical guy. But a, like I talked about being better mentally, um, you know, just a winner, um, you know, somebody that understands what they're trying to do. So, um, you know, they jump into the rankings this week at ninth, Rob. I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't know. 3A, I think, is going to be really interesting. You've got Assumption not in the rankings right now, who I certainly think is going to be a factor. But those pairings will be out, you know, and with, with the four points solemn. They, have they played them? Yeah, yeah. They lost by twelve, I think, like early, like okay. early December. I think that I think that actually dropped them maybe to like two and three, Rob. Um, yeah. So their losses are Solon, Mount Vernon, Liberty, and um, West Liberty and West, and then they lost to Benton Community in December, and then beat them by like thirty five the second time around. So that's their only Walmack West loss, which is kind of crazy to think about. They lost by a point um, in Van Horn, but. So I was just saying, where are you at? I don't know. But Rob and I talk about this all the time. You're ninth in the rankings. I mean, this this win streak, what they've done, it's probably given them the opportunity to have a really, really winnable sub-state final, potentially at home. Yeah. You know? And it's like, that's, that's what Rob and I are talking about is you, these games, I mean, they all matter and everybody's trying. Like, I, I get that. But when you can string some of this stuff together, you really give yourself a chance in January, you know, in December and January. And um, it's been, it's been really fun to watch. Rob said it, great story, but Rob, they've really given themselves a chance here. I think, I mean, we'll see the pairings when they come out, but in, in what I think is going to be an absolute, I, I could be wrong. I think this is going to be an absolutely crazy three, a postseason. I don't mean crazy with a bunch of upsets. I just mean um, really good games. So yeah. Substate final should be great. State tournament should be great. Really even one through about 12, 14, 15, they're going to be in a nail biter in a sub-state final. Uh, and this could be a team, this could be a state tournament team. I really believe that. Yep. Great story. Definitely a great story. Look forward to seeing where the season goes from here for the Clippers. Um, staying with boys basketball, Ryan uh, Solon remains unbeaten, uh, ranked fourth this week and uh, just keeps kind of chugging, chugging along here, just taking care of business. And again, they're unbeaten. So they're going to get a good draw. I think it's interesting, Rob. I mean, there might not be a, a un, there's probably not an undefeated top five team in the state that's talked about less than the Solon Boys right now. Yeah, Jay, they feel like they're under the radar. I feel like they're under the radar. You don't even hear them talked about. And you know, honestly, like normally that normally when that happens, it's like oh, you know, like everybody's all, <laughs> sure everybody's all fired up, up, right? I'm sure Galpin's fine with it. Yes. I, <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like it's the world we live in now with college, with everything. It's like, you know, we everybody's all mad when they're not getting talked about or what about us? And Outrage. I'm sure Jared Galpin's just like, Shh, like, it's fine. Right. Yeah. I mean, and if you look at the top of 3A, honestly, Waverly, yep. ADM, um, and I'm totally blanking on who, who's number one right now. Which I, which I obviously know you might have it in front of you, Rob, but I do not. AD, have it in front ADM's of you. two and Waverly's three. And I'm, oh, Clear Lake. I mean, these are like, like, I mean, I think the rankings are probably, it's probably the way I would rank it right now, right? I mean, so I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the rankings. That's not what I'm saying. I'm sure Jared Galpin is just fine. I mean, you fly under the radar, you know, you don't draw a bunch of attention to yourself. They close with, with Williamsburg, um, who I obviously saw last night. They, they can be a handful. Um, at West Delaware and at Washington. So, I mean, you get that you get that Williamsburg game, and and you're probably going undefeated. I mean, no offense to those other teams, like you you'd be heavy favorites to go undefeated. And you go into the postseason, and that's one of those things. It's like, would you rather have a loss, whatever, you know? Yeah. But Rob, their their guards are old. <laughs> um, they're experienced. <laughs> like, they're they're good. like twenty five. No. <laughs> no, but they're, they're not. But Jake Benzin and, and I mean, I guess I call Jake a guard. Um, you know, he can play basically all five positions yeah. for him. But um, Gary Turner, Ryland Stiglmeyer, Jake Benzin, um, Vince Steinbreck. And those guys are all guards to me, and they've all played a ton of basketball. They're all playing really well. They're balanced. They all hit shots. Um, and they defend because Jared Galpin's their coach, and you're not going to find a Jared Galpin – coach team that doesn't defend really well um at least really well coached on the defensive end so they're really good again they've given themselves a chance i'll be excited to see their draw um and i, and I mentioned assumption unranked right now they're gonna get tossed into somebody's district and you don't want to play them i'm just being on i mean that's that's my opinion they're i i think i still think they're good um but and, and yeah, same, assumption assumptions eighth in the bound power rankings I, I, they're not. They're not. But and Solon's second behind Clear Lake in those power rankings on bound. Take those for what they're right. what you will. Take the rankings. I mean, they're just they're just they're data points, right? Yeah, I mean, I they're got, I know that. yeah. It's it's just the kind of a uh, a guideline yeah. for where teams are at. I Rob, I'll say my biggest flaw when I evaluate stuff like this, and and it was the same thing when I did football this fall. I get probably too hung up. Like I'll fully admit this. I get probably too hung up on certain wins. I mean, it's a 20 game sample size, right? Yeah. For each, roughly. I think they can play 21, but, but it's kind of the same way. Like when I start doing my initial look at Albert and I'm like, Whoa, you beat Mac Valley. You know, you beat North Lynn. It's like immediately has my attention. Mm-hmm. Assumption beat Cedar Falls by double digits at that, at that crossover event in Cedar Rapids. I think it ended up being double digits. Like I've seen Cedar Falls with my own eyes, you know, and it's like that that's hard for me to get out of my mind. I know they've mm-hmm. lost a bunch of games too. They've lost to Muscatine, et cetera, but that one kind of sticks with me. So it's kind of those high end wins. It's like, what's your, cause really in the postseason, it's a, it, you go from a 20 game sample size to a three game. You got to be able to elevate to that high end. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I always look at, but um, no, I, Solon's in a great spot, Rob and, as I said, not only are they in a good spot with where their seed should be, how they're playing, but I think they're in a good spot with kind of being the team that's under the radar. I think it fits perfect with the personality of this team and in their coach. Um, Cause they're going to be, a, they're going to be a player here in the next 
two weeks. You were uh, you were not at West High last night, but a lot of people were at West High Ooh, last. That's night. awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that was a hell of a crowd. I saw somebody, a few people post the the crowd there, and that's great to see for high school basketball in the state. Tough loss for West High. Eleven game win streak snapped, but uh, trying to slay the Giants. Kennedy just seems like it's in its own tier right now. But West High showed it can play with them, and who knows when they if they if when they meet again. I think that was my takeaway, Rob. Right, I wasn't there, but I think that was my takeaway. Was um, I, I? It kind of backed up what I think I what what I thought and what I think a lot of people thought is that. And I, I always say, like, I always talk about this side of the state. Like, I'm I'm well aware of what's what else is out there as far as on paper and teams, but we don't get to see a lot of the central Iowa teams, um, which is kind of where the balance of power is has laid, you know, mm-hmm. in the last few years. But this side of the state, you know, we all kind of had Kennedy tabbed as 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 you said in their own tier. And I think last night kind of shows that. I mean, 14 point win in in a great environment. That made me so happy, Rob. I mean, I hadn't seen a crowd like that for a regular season game in a while. I mean, I mean, City and West have had some really good one, good atmospheres and in Liberty, and but that was that was awesome. That made me really happy. But I mean, I think they're in their own tier, and and really, Rob, we kind of talked about this last year um, with them as well, and what happened with them last year at state. But they might be in their own tier, you know, statewide, you know. So, um, you know, I think as you said, I think you know. West hung in there. I think it was 13 at half or 14 at half and outscored them in the third quarter. So they hung in there to a degree, but that's the, that's the standard that you need to get to at this point in the season. And if you want to get to, you know, if you want to be playing in the final game or win the final game, that's, that's probably the, that's probably the mark. That's probably where you have to set your mark at. Right. I mean, at least as we sit here on February 7th. Looking at the bound power rankings for 4A, Obviously, Kennedy is number one, followed by Sioux City East, Dubuque Senior, West Des Moines Valley, and then Iowa City West. Those are your top five. That's, I mean, I don't know if that's exactly how I would have picked it, but it's West really still close. has a game at Dubuque Senior, correct? They do. Last game. So that'll be, yeah, that's, that's going to be an important game, too. Um, do the seedings come out before that? I'm sure that they do. Yeah, I, think I would think so, too. Week, yeah. But, but it, even so, I mean, that's a good litmus test as well. Yeah, so I'm sure that's not a a, a loss that's going to wreck Iowa City West season. No. It's something that you kind of process and hopefully learn from and get better from. You've now seen the team to beat. You hung with them. Should be confident after that. I think this is – like, I'm not just saying this. I think that's a perfect time to play a game like that, right? Yeah. You've got some time here left to, before the postseason, you know, to, to, to get past it. If you're worried about how you guys respond to a loss, you've got a couple of weeks, but it's a great time to kind of say, Hey, this is, this is the level we have to play at, you know, for these, you know, whatever five postseason games that we have, if you keep winning or whatever, because that probably is the standard in the state right now. So this is where we got to be. I think it's a great time to have that game, Rob. And, Kind of set you set you up going into the postseason. They gave up seventy one points last night. I think Coach Bergman will be stressing defense in today's practice. And uh, <laughs> yes, have fun with that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Kennedy's a tough team to defend, but I think you're exactly right. Yes, no doubt. Um, all right, 
have to pay the bills here. Let's uh, do a read uh, and let folks know that support for this podcast comes from Systems Unlimited, celebrating 50 years of providing services to people living with disabilities and mental health needs throughout East Central Iowa. A list of their services and upcoming events can be found at sui.org. That is sui.org. Thank you to Systems Unlimited for the great work they've been doing in the community for over half a century, and we appreciate their support of this podcast. It uh, helps us uh, bring it to you guys for free of charge, and hopefully you're enjoying that. Thank you to Systems Unlimited again. Um, let's flip over to girls basketball, Ryan, and again, um, much more in-depth coverage on all yeah. the boys basketball we talked about. So go check that out. Other teams that we didn't get a chance to talk about, go check it out. You'll find it at yourprepsports.com. Girls basketball, regional pairings are out for 1A, 2A, and 3A, Ryan. What's your takeaway uh, first blush at those? I'm going to make it really quick, Rob, because we will get – I mean, we, we could be getting um, 4A and 5A pairings, like, as we're on here. I mean, okay. they, like, they're they're out today. I don't know what time, but it's usually, you know. I'll have to do like, the, if they come out and we can talk about them, we can do the breaking news uh, sound drop. Yes. <laughs> I don't um, have one of those, so we're going to have to do it ourselves. So I'll be pretty brief um, because if, you know, we'll, Rob and I will pot again next week before wrestling. Um, and these, the, the, the thing here is these, these were all Saturday, Rob, um, you know, the West branch is in a, Opening round game in two A, they they go to Durant on Saturday. Solon hosts um, on Saturday as well. So these games get going. You know the the girls' postseason is here. Basically, I mean these these teams are done. Um, you know with their regular season, there might be a, a game hanging out here or there. Um, but Solon hosts Fairfield on Saturday, and then gets the winner of uh, Washington and in Davis County. Solon wouldn't play a team. Um, above 500 in the postseason, Rob, until the, until the regional final. Um, and in a really interesting one, the only team currently above 500 on the bottom half of their uh, region five bracket is Sheraton, which is 17 and three. So, I mean, that's a, that, that's the kind of thing that's fun about these is, I mean, you know, that's a ways away. That's a different opponent we haven't seen, but just looking at them really quickly, if assuming that is who comes out of that side and someone gets them in, in the regional final, they have two girls that, that both average like 15 and nine, almost 15 and 10, um, five, nine, I think one's five, nine, one's five, seven. Um, but I mean, they, they both have really impressive stat lines. So that could be a potential interesting um, regional final for Solon, but. They are uh, Sheridan is 18th in the power rankings for 3A on bound. Solon is number three behind Esterville, Lincoln Central, and Mount Vernon. Yeah, and I mean I know it's power rankings. Like as Rob said, like look at whatever, take yep. whatever you want out of stuff. Yeah, the like girls' they, union they does a good job with the rankings too. Yeah. It's just they're just something to you know give you an idea of where teams stand but that doesn't determine they'll determine who who's good who's the best on the court which right. is the way it should be. I, I was just going to say you know it's like in in the girls union you have a pretty good idea of it all year where it's like with their rankings going to 15 it's like if you're number one you're probably going to have and, and there's geography into it too mm-hmm. as there should be um but if you're number one you're probably going to have somebody that's ranked 14 15 unranked whatever and if you're two or three you know, it's kind of like the NCAA tournament. You're going to be yeah. looking at in that regional final, you're going to be seated with, you know, somebody that's, you know, 15, 16 or whatever. And so on, I think is ranked um, 
third or I think they're fourth this week. And Rob said they're third in the power rankings. Sheraton's 18. Yeah, I mean, that lines up, right? Yep. I mean, being third or fourth, you anticipate some having somebody in that 15 to 18 range. So are those neutral site games or do they play those on on school? In 3A, I believe it is neutral site games. Okay. Because um, I know it is for 1A and 2A. You know, I I know this because I always think back to 4A and 5A is not. Right. Um, I always think back 3A. I always think back to covering them. I know that, you know, a couple years ago, Solon played at Tipton in that game. So, um, but I, I was at State Wrestling last year. They played Mount Vernon. I can't remember. I feel like that was a home game. Um, somebody correct me. I don't, I'm losing my mind a little bit, but um, I was going to say, Rob, quickly, the big thing, Solon and Regina, you bring up are those home games in the regional final. Solon and Regina are one seeds. They are, as we expected, they are at home until they're not at home. Well, they're is, at Muscatine if you're <laughs> Regina. I, it's devastating. <laughs> Rob, Mediapolis is 3A this year. So yeah, that's – we won't, we the won't world get is upside down. Three. We will <laughs> right. not get round three at Muscatine. Um, and Regina, for those that were wondering, uh, our number five – Regina is number five in the 2A – bound power rankings uh dyke new hartford is third so again take the power rankings right. for what they're worth um but regina's at home they would get the winner of durant and west branch um and interestingly the two seed for regina if you want to you know look at seeds or whatever look ahead is cascade so a lot of uh rvc Number 15 by the way rvc flair in this one rob um it's actually interesting you know, the, the RVC split conference now, but Durant and West Branch. So Regina's going to get a rematch in their first game with the winner of those teams. That's a, that's a, either of those teams, it'll, whoever wins, that'll be the third time that Regina's played them. And then, you know, the potential semifinal matchup is the winner of Bellevue and, and McCoconut Valley. So again, McCoconut Valley is a good program. Um, but then, you know, obviously Bellevue is an RVC North team. The other side, Northeast, Cascade. Beckman, Lisbon, Solon did play Lisbon, or excuse me, Regina did play Lisbon in a non-conference game. So I would anticipate that being Regina Cascade. Um, and again, if you follow small college basketball around here, that means that, you know, that's 2-3 zone. Um, Cascade's going to play 2-3 zone. It's going to be slower paced. I think they're playing a little bit faster than they have. Obviously, the shot clock, you know, is a factor for them, but, or, or you know, I mean, has has changed a little bit. They were really deliberate. Um, offensively and defensively for that matter. But um, that's a tough, that's a tough opponent. But again, it's the same thing there. You get to that, you know, you get to that game, that regional final and Rob and I joked a lot because we went to Muscatine feels like every year, but those Mediapolis games every year were really good games, Rob. And that's that, I mean, that's that round. So you anticipate getting a really good opponent, but um, again, similar to the boys, Rob, I think I, very similar to what you would kind of expect, right? I mean, I did not expect a Sheraton for Solon, but I expected a game against a team in that, you know, region, in that um, area of, you know, a good team, not a great team, obviously, when you're ranked as high as, as Solon and Regina both are. Again, they did the work in the regular season to give themselves, put themselves in good positions. But the big thing for both of those two is being at home, you know, being able to play those those opening couple round games, getting both of them getting back to back home games, which you anticipated they would, but um, I, you know, good opponents, potential regional final opponents, good for both of them. 
but games that I would certainly expect them to win. If I'm being if I'm being honest. Yep. Well positioned and did the work during the regular season to put themselves in that position. Uh, as Ryan mentioned, the 4A and 5A come out today. Uh, I would imagine Clear Creek is going to be in pretty good shape when those come out. Um, and we'll have a lot of time to talk about the Clippers and a lot of stuff on the website. So we're not ignoring you know, no. one of the better teams in our area. Um, but we'll have more. We'll have a better handle on what their path is when they come out and have a better idea of what to talk about there. They should be at home, obviously. I mean, they should be the top overall seed in 4A. The 5A pairings, Rob, are for our area teams are, are just going to be, I mean, you know, West West and, and Liberty, I would certainly think, would be, you know, potential maybe to be two seeds. I mean, they both have to be. You look at those – the 12 through 15 in the 5A rankings has really, you know, West has been in that mix. Um, I mean, you look at, there's been a lot of teams that have gone through that probably, obviously the rankings go to 15, but I'm assuming at the union that 18 to to 12 range has cycled through a lot of teams. Cedar Rapids, Washington has jumped into that. You know, they're in there right now. There's just been a lot of teams that have cycled in and out of that. You know, the, the top 12 has really been, you know, pretty much the same but a lot of those other teams and if you can be in that top whatever 16 18 you're gonna have a chance to host a first round game um so it's yeah i mean to be a two seed so i think i i think that both those teams would be in that mix you know liberty's really i mean they've won four in a row they've at least given themselves a chance for something like that right i mean right they've won four in a row right before the parents come out so um they they wanted overtime last night at Jefferson. So I don't know. That might be a little, I mean, that might be a little bit of a reach for those two. Um, but I, I'm very interested to see where all three of our teams go in the five A parents. Um because I I mean, you look at City beating West, you know, a week or so ago. I think I think all of those teams, you know, outside of you know, getting a Johnston or somebody like that, I think they have the potential to you know, really be factors in these games, Rob. I, I really do. I think West, Liberty, and City all, when they play their A game, um, I mean, City has, I mean, they lost another two-point game last night to Washington. I mean, it's like they're in all these games. I think all of those teams, when they hit shots and they play their A game, have the opportunity to be very good. So I'm kind of curious to see how they get all, how if they end up in, you know, th- if, if any of them end up together, which I think is probably a possibility if they if they end up, on the all three of them end up on the road. City's probably going to be on the road, but if they all end up on the road, so it'll be interesting. Do they start next week the four A and five A, or do they start the 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 whatever you want to call them the first games that are played? Or they they may be Saturday, right? Yes, because um, those are, that always kind of throws me off because those are five team brackets, so you have yeah. a. You have an opening round game before the before the semis, which I believe are on Saturday. Okay, so this would be not this Saturday, but the following. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because they still have regular season games, correct? Yes. Yes. All right, Ryan. That uh, pretty much does it for the girls' basketball. Again, yourprepsports.com. Check it out. A lot of uh, girls' basketball coverage on the site. uh, Games from last night, etc. Uh, we'll finish up um, 
State swimming this week, Saturday in Iowa City. Always a fun event at the uh, University of Iowa Rec Center. Great facility, uh, plenty of room for everybody. There's parking um, and a great event. Yeah, state swimming, district wrestling. Like this is this is one of the craziest Saturdays of the year. Um, Rob will be out. I'll be out. We've got some other people that are going to help us out. So the site continually check the site on Saturday on Sunday. Um, and, and that's, I know it's Super Bowl Sunday this Sunday. Check the site Sunday morning. There's a lot going on. I'm going to be at multiple places. Um, we have, I, we're going to have a couple other reporters out that one of which might be at multiple places. So we'll be at all these places. And then we'll, so you have girls postseason basketball, state swimming, and district wrestling all yes. on Saturday. Yes. <laughs> so there's a lot to get to. It takes us time after we're there, obviously. Um, so continue to check the site. We're going to try to update stuff as quick as we can. Um, but there's, we're, we're, you know, first and foremost, we got to go out and, and get the photos, get the interviews, you know, watch what happens, but continue to check the site. Um, it, we've got some other people going out. So, so we'll have a bunch of stuff, but, um, yeah, swimming should be really good. District wrestling. Um, Regina and West Branch are together. Uh, Solon's at home. City goes to Bettendorf, West High and Clear Creek go to Prairie. So we have four different sites for wrestling, swimming, a couple girls basketball games that night. Durant and Solon, or excuse me, um, West Branch is at Durant, Solon's at home. So check your prep sports. We'll, we'll have reports hopefully on, on just about all that stuff or all that stuff. Uh, we're going to try. So it's a busy day. Rob, are you going to be out at swimming? I'm going to try my best to get out there. You, I think yeah. you had swimming and then the boys wrestling at Solon on on yeah. our list. We can work out, yeah. So people don't have to let us. I'm putting listen. Rob on the spot here. We're, uh, we don't. We're not going to do pl- a planning meeting on the podcast. So, <laughs> uh, Rob, you don't know where we're going to pop up. It's like where's know, Waldo? People already know this. I'm putting you on the spot. That was bad. People already know. I'm I'm losing my mind a little bit, but we'll be out. We'll, we will be out. Um, so keep an eye on all. I, I know we say it. Rob's already said it a couple of times. I'll be quiet, but that's a day where if you check the site at eight o'clock, nine o'clock on Saturday night, check it again on Sunday morning. There'll be the, the, the front dashboard will probably be all new stuff by Sunday morning and it might be all new stuff by Sunday evening too. So just keep checking it. We'll, we'll have that stuff on our social media feeds as well. That's yourprepsports.com, yourprepsports.com. Check out the site. Much more in-depth coverage than we're able to get into on a shorter podcast. Uh, Ryan and I will be back next week to podcast about all the things we previewed today and then preview more things that are coming. It's a busy time. So listen to us next week, but check out the site, yourprepsports.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Systems Unlimited for the sponsorship. Say goodbye, Ryan. Bye.